1: I love September, Nicole. It's definitely got that back-to-school vibe about it. But back-to-school and work is great for some, but for others, it brings with it feelings of anxiety and stress if their life isn't in balance. So we
0: felt that this was the perfect month to tackle the tricky issue of work-life balance. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Laura Mishcon, and this is Self-Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women.
1: Every episode we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results.
0: Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self Care Club.
1: The work-life balance is the state of equilibrium where a person equally prioritises the demands of their career and the demands of their personal life. A healthy work-life balance will mean different things to us all. It's not about splitting your time 50-50 between work and leisure, but more making sure that you feel fulfilled and content in both areas of your life. If you have a
0: healthy balance, then you might be someone who meets your deadlines at work while still having time for friends and hobbies, who has enough time to sleep properly and eat well, who doesn't worry about work when you're at home. But for many, this isn't the case, especially if they are working whilst also caring for others, like their children or parents or if... They have health issues.
1: So how do you know if your work-life balance is unhealthy? It can be so easy to normalise long working hours or being under an extreme amount of stress. And how do you know, like, what's the daily grind and what's being out of balance? Because I think when you start a job in your 20s and you kind of start that whole process, it just becomes well, this is just how life is, right? And also because everything is so
0: overly demanding now and everything is so immediate. Yes. And so everything is expected. Like you send an email, you don't get something in 10 minutes. like, well, did you get my email?
1: Yes. Whereas before, I'm talking many, 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 many years ago, before email, you would write a letter and it would be a week before one came. And so there was a space. There was something called a fax before that. Yeah, but there was a space between communication and now everything is expected immediately. And we're not better off for it. Absolutely, absolutely
0: not. I think there's many things that tell you if you're out of kilter. Come on then, what are some of them? Well, I think your body will be in pain, Yeah, suffering from chronic headaches.
1: Oh, hello, Mrs. Goodman. Or
0: neck and shoulder pain is often a sign that you are living in a constant state of strain. Yeah. Uh, you're always tired. Mm. Persistent fatigue could be your brain's way of saying it's on overload. Yep. Your patience is wearing thin. Yes, When we have no work-life balance, we often start to lose our temper quickly and hold on to resentments a little tighter. Yeah, uh, It could be that you can't remember the last time you enjoyed yourself. Mm. That's really sad. Your relationships are struggling. Your personal and professional space is a mess. Yeah, You're glued to your phone. Well, yep. We're all glued to our bloody phone, aren't we? You're unclear about your priorities. And yep. you're a perfectionist?
1: Yeah. Striving for perfection yeah. is a big thing. So these
0: are all signs that you might not have
1: your work life balance in place now look it's not always possible to make changes at work you might be on a zero hours contract you might not feel comfortable speaking up you might need to work really long hours to earn enough money to pay your bills or like us you might be self-employed so you're the only person responsible for your working life but for those people who can make changes recent research suggests that regularly checking your work-life balance is a really good idea and here are some Five little steps that you could take to help you with that. Nice. Ready? And you always do your work here. Well, David. I like to give something concrete and solid to be able to kind of take home with you yeah. because it's all very well to say, "Well, da da da, just fix it." But I think a lot of people listen and go, "Well, ha, how? Yeah, how yeah. do I go about yeah, that?" Yeah, so agreed. here are five steps. Pause. Mm. Ask yourself. What is currently causing me stress or unhappiness? How is that affecting my work and personal life? What am I prioritising? What am I losing out on? I think often people don't take the time to reflect on their work till there's something massive happens, like someone dies or there's the birth of a baby and suddenly they go, oh, wow, you know, that happened and I really shouldn't be prioritising my emails over having spent time with whoever who now isn't here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you
0: have a panic attack in the middle of the phoenix furniture department Something to come later
1: (laughs) number two pay attention to your feelings how do you feel are you fulfilled and happy are you angry and resentful what are you feeling yeah three reprioritize have a think about what it is that needs to change number four consider your alternatives is there anything at work that you can change to meet these priorities And number five, make the changes that could be asking for flexible hours or making sure that you do use all up all your annual leave or just not checking your emails on the weekend. Can I add something? Yes. Number six. Yes. And this is going to be a really annoying one to hear.
0: Mm. But it is a truth. Go on. Your work life balance, however it is right now, is all a product of your own choice. So wherever you are, even if you're working until 11 o'clock at night, because you cannot get your work done any earlier than that, that is your choice. Mm. But the beauty of that, and I can hear people go, it's not my choice, that's my boss, and I've got loads of work to do, and I'm overworked, and we're under-resourced, and blah, blah, blah. The beauty of knowing that wherever you are is a product of your choice is that you get to choose something else. Yeah. So there are always choices to be made. Yeah. And there are always possibilities to change something. Does't mean that you need to go and quit your job um, and you know, do something really impulsive, as Lauren would say.
1: But there are ways in which you could manage it better. So to help us with our week, we've enlisted Katie Friedman. Katie is the founder of Flexible Working People on a mission to change the world of work. Having worked her way up the corporate ladder, Katie's senior role was made redundant after her first maternity leave. Flexible working options for women in business at the time were lacking. And having suffered silently with long term chronic conditions, she knew that her work life balance needed To shift. Frustrated that she was unable to continue the career that she loved on flexible terms, she began a journey championing the cause for the many other people like her. And in 2018, she set up a Facebook group, Flexible Working People. This group's grown into a powerful and highly engaged community of over 40,000 people with a shared mission to change the world of work, support people in their flexible working journey and to try and find that elusive (laughs) work-life balance um she has a website www.flexibleworkingpeople.com welcome to the show katie what are we really talking about when we use the phrase work-life balance what does it mean
2: to you what does it mean to me it's such an interesting question and it's a question that i'll never fully answer work-life balance what does it mean does anyone really truly have work-life balance to me it means that i am sane that i can. <laughs> sane is good sane is excellent sane is, sane is good, is good. That that I feel slightly more in control of my life, um, and that there is, you know, I can compartmentalize in some ways my work and my home, and everything's running efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that work-life balance ebbs and flows. Yes, I agree all the time.
0: But that's balance in general. Balance isn't in it?
2: general. So, what is work-life balance? I think for me, it's having a sense of calm about my life, being able to do my job and enjoy it. Be present with my family and enjoy being a mom, yep. and and not feel stressed and yeah. anxious all the time. So mm-hmm. it's about just having a sense of calm about yeah. what you do. Yeah.
1: What are the main issues that you see with the women who come to
2: you that are affecting them? So as you know, I run a pretty large community um, called Flexible Working People, and there are thousands of mainly women in that Mm. community who share and talk about all of the struggles and the challenges that they go through Um, and some of the main issues I think are about and around their career and the balance between being a mum mainly, being a parent Mm. or a caregiver and how do they balance that with their work.
0: Do you see that's coming mainly from women Mainly, mainly
2: from women. Well, mm. my community is kind of 97% women. Oh, so, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm trying to balance that more yeah. as yeah. more men start to want and desire flexible working. There's definitely been a shift, which we'll talk about. But I think mainly it's about their careers taking a, a massive blow mm. um, after having children. Many leave their jobs, get forced out of their jobs, or struggle to return to their jobs. So, um, so I think that. For me, I hear from women every day who don't have the right balance. Uh, they're working in jobs where they're full time and they don't have the flexibility to be present in family life. Mm. Um, still. Still, mm. yes. So there's still a massive divide. We've moved a really long way. But I think COVID's played, the pandemic's played a major role in yeah. in a shift. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And more and more companies are thinking about the flexible working policies but there's definitely a divide. There's are those who do and those who don't. There's are those who are now saying hybrid working all the way. But what's hybrid working? Hybrid working still working from home a couple of days or a day a week, but it's still a full-time role. Yes. So true flexible working isn't really just about where you work. It's not really about just being at home because you're still expected to be doing and delivering all of the work that you be doing in a full-time job. So it doesn't give you any more bandwidth yeah, right. to balance your life. So... You know, so hybrid working is kind of one step on the ladder I'd say towards flexible working, but true flexible working is about not just about where you work, but it's about how you work, it's about when you work, it's about having control over your work, and it's about deciding what works for you. So yeah. some people might feel, you know, that their best time, their optimal working time is in the evenings when everyone's you know, in bed and they can sit there and get through all their emails. Yep. Other people love working first thing in the morning. Other yeah. people hate it. So yep. Yep. it kind of just varies.
0: And are companies open to that then? Being able to work whenever they want as long as the work gets done?
2: So some are now. So it's been there's been an incredible shift change. Is it is the tide turning and is that for the better? A hundred percent the okay. tide is turning. Has it turned? No. Mm. Are we on the way? Yes. Mm. So there are lots of companies now who you know, remote first, you know, you can mm. work from anywhere, we'll hire from anywhere, which basically awesome. opens That's up amazing. the hiring pool to, yeah. to absolutely anyone. So it doesn't matter where you live, where you're based, you can work remotely, which means that if you can work from home permanently or remotely, disabled people, people with caring responsibilities, mm. people who can't get into the office. Mm. So suddenly work becomes, you know, something that they can do rather than something that they can't do. Yeah. Um, and COVID really helped, the pandemic really helped shift that. So... But there are also loads of companies now saying, get back to work. Yes. Get back to work. They want bums back on seats. What are your thoughts on that? I think that we've what we've been through um, globally as a world has shifted like the way we need to think about work. I think that people proved during the pandemic that you can be as productive, if not more productive, working from home. Yep. So I think pulling everyone back into the office is wrong. I can't see, I think it's a lazy business approach. I think that having people work remotely is harder for a business to manage. It is harder because your people aren't all there. You can't see them. You can't call them into meetings. You know, it's difficult. So I think it's a lazy approach to business, if I'm honest. I think that, you know, they sort of say, well, you know, culturally it's not the same. We all need to be here. But, you know, you could have two core days where, you know, your core days are that people come into the office on Monday and a Wednesday and the rest of the time you trust them to do their jobs from wherever they are. You still get that, you know, everybody together, face-to-face, cultural experience, but you don't all need to be there five days a week. Okay. Do you
1: think that just thinking about the responsibility of the work-life balance, does that come down to the individual or does an employer have just as much responsibility to encourage a healthy balance as
2: much as the employee? So I think that the employee uh, has a massive responsibility to help to encourage work-life balance because if you've got happy people working in your workplace, they will be more productive, end Mm -hmm. of. Yes. If you don't encourage work-life balance and you encourage, A, everybody always on, everybody in the workplace, we don't want to hear about your personal lives, it's all about work let's compartmentalise it, this is work, that's home, then you're just not going to have happy people because happy people are people who have parents who they need caring for, children who need picking up from school, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, or they need to go for a run because it makes them feel mentally in a better place. Yeah. So, and and everybody's (laughs) different. So if your company doesn't care about you, And doesn't care about your work life balance and doesn't care if they only care about productivity Mm. and you being in the office Mm. then sorry you're gonna have a really miserable workplace but what's been really interesting since the pandemic talk about that because it has been a major shift is that people now don't want to work for companies like that anymore so we've seen this sort of the great its called the great the media have called it the great resignation and actually, we've seen it. People... It's
1: fucked a lot of things up, e.g. the airports. <laughs>
2: Massively. <laughs> but basically, people are saying no. Yes, they're all saying no. As you've just swarmed. it's off, our, maybe I'm not doing this maybe anymore. Maybe it's our
1: podcast. Maybe it was the saying no yes, week. Now they've why. just all quit. That's why. So a we're, lot of people are quitting. That influential. You are yes. that
2: influential. So people are saying, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Sorry. I don't want to work for a place who doesn't enable me to work flexibly. I don't want to come back into the office five days a week. And interestingly now, there's so many more people looking for jobs. So, um, you know, who are leaving their companies Mm. because they don't want to be beholden and shackled Mm. to their desk. Yeah. So there has been a really interesting shift. And what about people who are self-employed? It's a really interesting one. I set up my own business on a mission to become more flexible. And yes, I am more flexible, but I work so much bloody harder than I ever did (laughs) as an employed person. Yeah. Because Um, because there ain't no one else paying you wages. Correct. And you did have a very
0: high-flying job.
2: So I had a big job. I got paid a really decent amount. I had a company car. I travelled all over the place. But I literally couldn't do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I had no control. Mm. And I have seen and I know so many women like me who have given up employed jobs to work for themselves to just get that control back. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is what it is. It's about flexibility. It's about taking control back in your life and self-employment gives you a little bit more of that control you decide when you work how you work where you work what you do yep. who you work with who you work with yep. yeah you don't have to be told anything you decide who you want to work with your clients mm-hmm. you don't like a client don't want to work with you anymore mm-hmm. uh, equally you need to get paid so sometimes you have to like make suck decisions suck and suck it up yes absolutely
0: I was never very good at sucking it no, up no you're still not I'm I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm not either <laughs>
0: Luckily, I am. Luckily, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. You are so much better at sucking it up than I, I am. am. It's true.
2: It's true. It's got to be said. Sometimes I just to have my to detriment. Remove, remove myself. It is hard sometimes to suck it well, up. I don't want to suck it no, up. Who ever. And and no, who does? No one wants but, to. No one wants to suck it up, but sometimes you have to. Yeah. That's um, why um, But when Laura. you're self-employed, you have to suck it up less. Yes. Yes. It's true. But I'm totally unemployable.
1: Oh, my husband says that. At least once a week. I about Nicole him- or no, about yeah. himself.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he says it about himself, but it applies to both of them. I think that once you've become self-employed, you are unemployable. Would
0: you, Katie, would you say you are unemployable? hundred uh, yeah. percent unemployable.
2: Exactly. I, think I I'm I sh- still
0: I shouldn't Im- say that because well, I, I might I'm need a job in- soon. <laughs> I'm still need.
1: employable, I think. I am. I yeah, Because you can suck it up. Correct
0: james you're unemployable oh my god he is so unemployable he's totally unemployable i I mean it as a compliment by
2: the way (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with being unemployable no
0: i'm very proud of it i've
1: worked for myself for far too long so what are some top tips that you would give to people who want to start addressing this issue? Let's say they've listened to the show and they're like, "Yeah, my work life balance this is shit. Is fucked. Yeah, I need to start addressing this." What top tips? So would you give them?
2: that's a really good point because what you said there is that they 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 know that their work life balance yeah. is shit. There are lots of people who don't, who live in a state of total overwhelm and haven't taken that stop to well, go. We, we talked about that in the show. We were saying,
1: how do we know? How do some people differentiate between what's the grind, the normal grind, and what's the balance yeah. being off kilter? So now. what's
2: really interesting is taking that pause and knowing that uh, actually. Uh,
1: well, that's our. That was our tip. That was our first. Was that tip your of, tip? Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Of- so I think that's the thing. Mm. I think that you can live in a state of anxiety for a really long time. Yes. Mm.
0: Oh my God. And not God, even yes. know that
2: you're in it. Yes. Yeah. And you know you can be shouting at all the you know all your loved ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not feeling really anxious, sleeping very not well. Not sleeping. Yep. Eating shit. Yes. Doing all those things and not realising that actually yeah. it's because your life is totally imbalanced. Yeah. So and you've got there. You've got to that point. Then what do you do? Then what do you do? So you think about all of the different aspects of your life. So what's important to me? What ba- we've t- I know that boundaries is a cliche, but if you don't have boundaries in place, then you won't have any balance. So learning to say no, again, a cliche, but it's not just no. no. we love these. We mm. love these. We've
1: done shows on both those Have things? you? Yes.
2: Okay, so it's just about just taking a pause and thinking what is it that would make me happy what's out of control is mm. it work is it family mm. like how do I find that balance how do I say no to things because I'm a real you know sometimes people can just say yes to everything because they don't want to offend people yeah taking a pause and saying can I think about this can I come back to you yeah. like finding strategies for how yeah. you just take a step back before you say yes to everything is the first thing and then the second thing is, thinking about your support systems, like we play roles in our life and like it or not, I think that, and this is a real general statement, I'll probably get shot down for, but I think that women generally still are the major caregivers, yeah. the people who like bear the mental workload and, you know, the, what are the going home presents? What are, what are we buying for the birthday presents? Who's sorting out the birthday parties? Yeah. You know. How we who's sorting out the uniform for back to school? Do you need new shoes? Do you need new but shoes? The dentist. But you you the go dentist. on and on and on and, yeah. on and on and on. And so, like, that kind of stuff's got to start at home. Like if we accept that those are our roles and we continue and our partners or whoever we're with can still say, Am I babysitting? or uh, can I help you with that? No, you can't bloody help me. Oh, with I that. always say that. I your children say that. too. You're not helping. You're not not me. Helping it's me. not
0: my job first and your second. You can pitch in, but you are not helping right. me. Right. So I think
2: it's about taking
0: control yes. of your
2: life. Yes. And that starts at home. Yes. It really does. Yes. It starts with you're not helping me. I'm not taking female jobs and you're not taking the bins out. We're yeah. going to look at what we do as a family and we're going to start to reevaluate how we manage our lives. Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done. Yes. I mean, really, it is. Well, <laughs> yes, because I chucked
0: the laundry at my husband last night <laughs> at 9 pm.
2: <laughs> but my husband's now folding laundry.
1: Clearing up from what? dinner. Who is so this husband? Should, Where my, you find him? Mine is too. Yeah, he is. Mine does clears up from dinner, but laundry is. He does. Is he's a folding no-no. laundry. Wow.
2: I'm not doing it all. I've no, said to him. Nor should I you. work. You work. And it's not even that I've told him. He's mucking in, and I actually think that over the last couple of years we have seen a shift there too. Yeah. And men are really enjoying picking up their kids from school. Yeah. They're enjoying being involved more at home. And we've seen that shift. So we need to grab it with both hands and make sure we don't lose it. Yes. And that's the thing. It's just about taking control back. Okay, And that starts at home. Um, And that's really, really important.
0: Okay. And what about in their work life? Say they're in a I'm sure there's many people that you come across that are in a full time job that they don't really like. um, They feel like they're overworked, under resourced. Where do they begin with finding some work balance?
2: So that's another interesting one. I think that lots of people who are in jobs are afraid to lose their jobs, yeah. okay? Yeah. And especially now, we're yes. entering into really hard times. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fear and there scarcity. There is a lot of fear. Yeah. There absolutely is. And so there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking, I don't want to rock the boat right now. Yeah. yeah. And I get that. That is real. Mm. But equally, you know, if you are working full time and you need better balance, first of all, it's about putting boundaries in place. Second of all, it's about talking to your employer, It's about having an open dialogue. And if you can't talk to your boss and can't say, hey, look, I'm feeling really stretched. Is there anyone else who can take this part? Or if you want to work flexibly, opening that conversation. It's going to be no surprise to anyone now when you start that conversation. Years ago, people were afraid to ask. Now don't be afraid. Okay. Okay, if you're not
1: afraid, but you might be like I don't actually know what my rights are. I don't actually know what I'm alla- what I can say to my boss and say, "Listen, this is my right as an employee for XYZ. I have to have an hour because it says here." What where are some places or websites or what stuff can people arm themselves with to be prepared for that conversation? So I
2: think everyone no one has a right, first of all, to work flexibly. It's not okay. a right. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it's something that you agree with you and your employer and it's something that has to work for both of you. Mm-hmm. So it's a conversation. Yeah. In terms of understanding how you go about that yeah. process, there are loads of places and resources that you can tap into. Um, if you go to the ACAS website or to Working Families, they've got tons of amazing information on there that you can tap into. If you come to Flexible Working People, which is my website, again, You'll find resources to how to apply for flexible working, and that's kind of like the how do I do it? Yes, that's kind yeah. of the legal bit. What do yeah. you do? Yeah. Yes. yes, but ultimately, it's about starting a dialogue and having a conversation with your boss. <gasps> so, somebody on my um, on my on the Facebook group came in near the other week to the Facebook group and said, I went and put in a flexible working request formally to my boss before having a conversation, and my boss went nuts. My boss was totally appalled that I hadn't had that conversation oh, first. Okay. That I'd gone through the legal route. Yep. I'd put in this request and why hadn't I spoken to him? And now I feel awful. And it's like, he shouldn't really have done that. But at the same time, there's nothing better than starting He's co- probably real... a bit hurt and upset yeah. that she mm. couldn't.
0: Now, that's interesting because last week, no, two weeks ago, we did How to Have a Difficult Conversation on the show. So I would say at this point, go back, listen to that. that. And that might arm you with how to have that conversation with your boss.
2: Yeah. And it shouldn't be a difficult conversation. Like, ultimately, we are all human. If we don't work for bosses where we can't just say, hey, look, I'm feeling really stretched or I'd like to have more flexibility in my life. I'd like to have a conversation with you about it and what that could look like. What do you think? And I think what people shouldn't do is go in and say, hey, I want to work three days a week. Yeah. And that's my decision, make it happen. Yeah. That's just not how it works. No. So it's about saying, listen, what could work for you as a company that could work for me too? And how can we get to a point where you feel happy and I feel happy, you know, and I'm still doing my job. And I think having those conversations are so important and realizing that flexibility isn't a right but it's something that goes both ways. So actually, if they afford you a bit of flexibility, you're gonna give it right back and you're probably gonna work even harder. Yes. Mm. There's something really powerful about having those conversations and being honest
0: are all the roles that you recruit now are they all flexible
2: all flexible all flexible yeah. yeah so
0: give us an idea of like would it be like a couple of days a week or is it an hour thing or how do or they're all completely different
2: all completely different so like the baseline flexibility as i said is sort of hybrid i i won't i won't work with companies who say you have to be in the office okay five days a week monday to friday nine, nine till, till six. six yeah yeah So the kind of the baseline is that we offer some flexibility, which means you can work from home and you can work from the office or we'll do compressed hours or flexi time, but there will be some element of flexibility. Um, So it's anything from project work where somebody wants somebody um, five hours a week to do a bit of admin or virtual assistant or a bit of project work or a bit of help with Excel spreadsheets. So proper project stuff, interim work, um, one day a week two three days like it totally varies but yeah. every single job that you'll find so you know that we're vetting the people who advertise or we recruit for mm. we're saying to them we're having those conversations for you so you know that when you come and look at a job on flexible working people you're going to work for a company that you don't have to be afraid to have that conversation with nice, nice.
0: nice. I have two questions for you oh I just have one can I go with my two I bet one of them is I bet it's the same one The first one is...
2: (laughs) All right. Come on, ladies.
0: (laughs) Spit it out. Right, The the first first one is, how is your work-life balance and how do you manage your work-life balance? And the second one is, what do you do for your self-care? And they might be intertwined.
2: Yeah, and I knew you would ask this and... It's a really interesting one because as I started to think about my work-life balance and my self-care, I realised that it wasn't as good as it should be and that, I, and that I genuinely... Sorry, and neither is Lauren's. And I genuinely <laughs> talk the talk and don't walk the walk enough. So does
1: she. Is that true? Yeah. What, with regard to my self-care? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Nicole. She's terrible
2: at self-care. Pe- I am terrible. <laughs> I spat at you. She's absolutely. And so true. am I. But, I'm, but uh, look, I'm the picture of health. picture of I health. I do nothing at all. So what do I do? I think the very fact that I gave up employment to set up my own business was my first step on my journey to work-life balance. It's a big step. It's massive. Yeah,
0: it's the biggest one actually. And
2: I felt genuinely unwell when I worked for a company. Genuinely unwell. Like the getting up at the crack of, I mean I still get up at the crack of dawn, but if I'm tired, genuinely I will go back to bed and have an hour's sleep before I start my day. Good for you. Nice. So a nap. I have I a nap. I like it. Power naps. A power nap. So if I drop the kids at eight and I don't want to start work till 9.30, I might go back to bed because I've got something called fibromyalgia, which is um, it's kind of a joint and a fatigue syndrome. And I get really bloody tired. Yeah. And I don't normally talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it today yeah. because actually I want to be authentic. I feel tired a lot of the time, mm. and I can't work when I'm really tired. No. So I well, sometimes I'm not productive. It's I'm not pointless. Productive. Yeah. And I'm really productive at night, weirdly, when mm. I should be asleep. Mm. I'll be working till one, two in the morning. But I can't get up in the morning and feel productive. Mm. Yeah. So I'll that's take you've worked till one, two in the morning. I know, <laughs> yeah. but that's when I work. But that's when I like working. So I've created a life for myself yeah. that kind of works for me. Yes. So if I want to have an app in the morning and work till one in the morning, I think you can. that's great. That's my choice. Yes, yeah. totally.
1: It's been lovely, Katie, having
2: you here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Um, if people want to
0: find you and find your lovely company and the Facebook group, can you just point them in the right direction?
2: Of course. So the website's flexibleworkingpeople.com. We're on Instagram at flexibleworkingpeople and I'd love to hear from you. So join the Facebook group as well. So the Facebook groups where all the action happens, it's a massive community of people offering support, chat, guidance, jobs.
0: I'm on that group. Good. And I often see, and sometimes someone will put, there's like massive threads on there, isn't there? There'll be like really interesting debates and conversation. It's it's a great group.
2: Always. So if you feel like you want to ask a question, you can come and join the group it's, I mean, you can ask questions anonymously as well. And I think people sometimes really need that. Yeah. So not everyone wants to out themselves. Mm. So there's this amazing new anonymous post thing, which Mm. people are using a lot now. Mm. So come and ask a question, get some support. Great,
1: thank you. Thanks so much, Katie. Thank you.
0: you. So should we have a bit of a chat about work-life balance for us? Yes, let us do so. Yes. Let's talk about, uh, well, how, how is your work-life balance?
1: Well, I shall try and summarise as briefly as I can. I started life... Uh, oh God! As an, no, <laughs> I started, started in life, my mother's uterus, <laughs> where I worked very, very hard at growing organs, skin, and eyes. No, and um, then I came out and I went to school. Yeah, my first proper job. I was employed. I worked at an actors' agency, so I had a boss. We don't. I had we, don't, ours. We, don't we don't need to know about like hundred years we, ago. We do, and we I'll don't, tell you for Why? why? Because why? I didn't have children then, and so it was different. But the world was
0: different then in your acting agency yeah. the world was completely different it was before social media it was 1825 <laughs> the queen had even
1: been queen yet yeah I sent pigeons off to the casting directors. (laughs) I'm
0: just saying it's not, it's your experience with it then and my experience in my first job that it's not relevant to today's world. It's relevant to what I'm going to
1: tell you next, but if I was allowed to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think you're allowed to speak on your own I don't know. It was just a thought I had. There were lots of evenings out. So I worked my day and then if I had to work in the evenings as well to go to the theatre or see clients, I could, whatever. Then I had two children and everything changed. And I made a, a very definite decision before I was even pregnant. And obviously we discussed this before the children came along, that when we had children, I wanted them to be my first priority. As in, I wanted to take a long maternity leave, and then consider if and when I went back and whether that would be full time or part time or whatever. But I was always very, very clear that financially, whatever was going on had to work around the fact that I was not going to pay someone for the pleasure of raising my children. That And that was just my choice. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong. It's just how I felt. So I actually stopped that job after my second son was born and I started work as a doula as we all know, self-employed, choose my clients. Can't choose your hours though, because the babies come when they come. But there was no office, there was no boss, there was no um, need to be anywhere. So the majority of my time was always at home. And then I was only gone when I was at a birth and the meetings I would do in the evening. So I, I built a career and a micro business Around the fact that I wanted to be mainly based at home, so the children, apart from when I was at a birth, never really realised I had a job, which was exactly how I wanted it to be, and that was very, very. So you important had great work-life balance. So I, I, I feel like, yes, I have always had a great work-life balance. Where the balance hasn't been amazing is probably more to the work side because because I prioritised the children and the home for so many years. I didn't sort of climb that ladder at the agency and have yeah, a and massive job and earn loads of money, and I could have done that. And
0: what—that's exactly what I was going to say. And your your financial payout was different, yes, because of that. Yes, but now but isn't that a shame in itself? That that's kind of how it has to be. That if you're prioritising your home over your work, then your your wages will reflect that.
1: It is a shame. It doesn't have to be like that because I could have chosen to have stayed there full time and I could have had a nanny. Yes, but you wouldn't have had the balance. That's what I I'm saying. I wouldn't have had you the balance. But can you have both? I, My personal feeling is I'm not sure you can have everything and not sacrifice something. But for me, and now I'm coming to the end of raising my oldest child he's leaving in 2 weeks and for me when i'm when i look back now and i hope when i look back in 20 30 years time i will always have enormous satisfaction that i was able to do that because to me that is what's the mo- what the most important thing to me
0: but, but something we have got to highlight is that you had a partner who could support yes. you yes. financially. Yes. He could make yes. up that extra yes. wage yes. that you're of not course. bringing in.
1: I was just about to say that yeah. we have to acknowledge, I think in both of our working lives, that we are very privileged to have partners who are earning more than us, who are the main breadwinners in the household. So it wasn't a case of I I didn't have a choice. I had to work that nine to five, five days a week. I am incredibly privileged to have had the choice. And I absolutely accept and acknowledge that that that's amazing for me. And it's not the case for many, well, many I, people. Well, I
0: actually feel quite differently about it. Okay. Which, which I'm very grateful yeah. for, you know, Adam and I have worked much more as a team yeah. financially mm-hmm. up and, up until now, which yeah. I talked about in last week's show. So yeah. I'm not going to go and repeat myself on that yeah. one. Um, I have obviously, from the the minute I had kids, I set up my own uh, salon yeah so I was always had the most amazing work-life balance yeah but if a child was off school uh, then it would come down to me. I would have to cancel my day. Yeah. If my husband who travelled for, he's he's always travelled, yeah. bar COVID, he's always travelled loads. So is mine. So, right. So yeah. I have to be around more. And yeah. there, was a, there was a point where um, I had Daisy, but I hadn't had Lily Rose yet. Mm. And we were both travelling for work because mm. I was in the editorial side of hairdressing. And I remember I would come home from a job and he would leave. And we were like passing ships and I had a baby at home. Yeah. It wasn't workable. Yeah. And the fact that, He was earning, he wasn't even earning that much more than me at that time, Mm. but that's what we decided Mm. that his business, his career would take. Do you know what? It wasn't even... A decision it just happened yeah. it wasn't a conversation of okay i'm going to take the back seat in mm. our careers now so you can go and mm. fly it just that's just how it was and that was what 15 years ago yeah so perhaps the conversation would be different now mm. but that's only in a very short period of time but i do believe that that would be different yeah so i came out of editorial and i came out of tv and i went full-time into my salon mm. Um, And it was much more workable. I could do it around nursery hours, school hours, blah, blah, blah. But again, because I had to prioritise my family life because he just wasn't really around, my my finances reflected that. Sure. And I didn't really have the opportunity to earn the same as Adam Mm. because I was the primary carer. Yeah. And yes, I... I have loved it, and yes, it is a privilege, and all of the things that you said, I completely agree, but I do sit with some resentment around that, that my career didn't really go to the places that I wanted it to go to, and I felt it was very much held back by motherhood. Mm. And again, like I just said before, it was my choice. Mm. I chose it, Mm. but at the same time, I felt like his career flew, he has grown his business, and he could just, go to Madrid at the drop of a yeah. hat and go off to South Africa and yeah. do a two-week yeah. recce. He could do that. I couldn't. No, So I had to stop all of it. And I still don't really know how I feel about that do now. Do
1: you know what? Because it's not dissimilar. My husband also has worked abroad for many years years he has a lot of trips and his business and his career has also grown hugely since we met and we married and I I understand that feeling of kind of sitting in the resentment of all right so you just get to pack a suitcase and go to Heathrow and I've got a baby on my knee and a toddler with a cold and and my own business and it's on me yeah and it's all on me but I always had to take a a a small step back and think do you know what this was my choice i wanted to have three children i wanted to be home all the time i never had the conversation of i want to go and earn and do this and therefore we're getting a nanny and this is what's going to happen so in those moments of like this isn't very fair i don't think I chose. it was my choice
0: it was my choice choice as well but Mm. i it wasn't as conscious as yours okay we just that's kind of how it happened it's just how it happened 15 years ago you know (laughs) it was just it was adam's it was adam's role to go and build his business and to go and be the breadwinner and it was my role to be at home and i think honestly i think now if it was that we would have had we would have a very different conversation plus i'm a very different woman as to who i was 15 years ago but i was always fiercely ambitious i still am um and i always felt that i was very held back and that is it's not a regret because I have a wonderful family life and obviously I've moved forward into a different career now, but I think I've put part of that ambition into what we're doing now because I still don't feel like I ever really fulfilled my true potential mm. in the hairdressing world. Mm. Mm. But, but I always had great work-life balance yeah. and a lot of my friends that were working full-time and had these big high-powered jobs would mm. look at me with my own business and my own thing mm. and very much uh, envious the fact that I could finish at three and still be earning a great living because I'm working for myself. Yeah. So there's that part that I was always around for school pickups. I was always around to make their dinner. I was always around
1: to, uh, you know, I was always around if they were sick, but, but my career took a hit. It did. But what it came down to for me in the end was that I'll never get those years back. Never, ever, ever, ever. But I can always get a job. I can always work. I can always earn money. That potential is always there for me. But the school plays and the being able to go on the trip and being there at the school gates and being there on the first days and the last days, but I it, can't get that back. But you can't. And I can't replace I, myself with anyone else.
0: No. And what you're what you're pointing to is the balance that you wanted for yourself, which is yes. fantastic. Yes,
1: but the balance was very much skewed one way towards my life than it was towards my work, I think. Not to say, well, it's, it's, you know, it's a tough one. And and I think I'm a little bit kind of, um, I can't think what the word is that I'm looking for. Resigned, (laughs) resigned to the fact that, if you are going to be a mum and you want to be very involved, something's got to give. And unfortunately a lot of the time it's your work. And if it isn't your work, it's your
0: sanity. And uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) If it isn't your work, it's your sanity. And I resent that hugely. I, that does not sit peacefully with me because I don't think that's fair. I think of course, parenting has changed and shifted hugely and, fathers are far more hands-on and involved than they ever have been i mean adam is a much more hands-on dad than his dad was and i know that that's gone through the generations and the same as my dad um and it will continue to get better and better and i think the gap will close but i think you and i were probably the last generation of women that didn't really have that uh that privilege of
1: uh, of it just being equal footing from the start. Agreed. So should we talk about our work-life balance now? Yes. Now? Yes. Do you want to tell me about your week? It's not real week, is it? It's more like a three-month Well, it's period. been
0: a period. I am now. Please go and listen to last week's show if you haven't yet, because it will give you... give you context. It will give you context, to, give you context yeah. to where Lauren and I are at with our work-life balance. Um, so my whole routine has changed. Yeah, And I'm not good out of routine. So I thought it was quite interesting to bring that here because I'm sure that there's many other people that aren't good when they're out of routine and good with change. I'm all right with change, but I just need it to settle. Mm. So whereas I have my very fixed days of podcasting, my very fixed days of coaching and my very fixed days of hairdressing Mm. and then certain hours of the day where, you know, I stop work at say five o'clock so I can make dinner and be Mm. with my kids Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it was all very in place. Mm. Now... Everything's changed. I'm not doing a school run because they're both at secondary school. Um, I'm working with you every day. And I, I actually don't even know my arse from my elbow. I haven't been able to f- the, the gym. When am I going to the gym? It's doing my head in. In the morning. I can't go in the morning. Why? Because I don't know. I can't seem to get my shit together. Well, okay. to, I can't go at 7 a.m. when I always used to go because I need to walk the kids down to the bus stop. So that's that and then I can't go later because it's then in the middle of the day it doesn't matter it's not about the gym It, but it's fitting everything in in a, in a very new routine is very tricky
1: I think the key words there are new routine well let me play you my voice note okay
0: I think Lauren and I are
1: going to have to have
0: a bit of a difficult conversation this week about our work routine because I am all over the place, I don't know whether I'm coming or going, and I need routine, I need to know when we're working, I need to know when I can go to the gym, I need to know when I can, you know, do stupid, vacuous things like get my nails done, I just need to know, and this is, the not knowing is making me very anxious.
1: I understand because you are very much a person who likes to, okay, Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing this, Wednesday. And so yeah, we've had yeah. a few conversations, haven't we, recently yeah. before we started our first new new look working week. Yeah. Okay, I just need to know, Lauren, I just need to know on Mondays we're in the studio and then what happens on the Tuesday. And now is it in my house, your house, what? I was like, look, let's aim for this, let's plan for this and then we'll see how, we'll feel it out for a few weeks and see how our routine looks and feels and blah, blah, blah. But I could feel your sort of anxiety over I did not having this you... concrete This concrete at 10.04. I will ring your doorbell and we shall work through until 2.07 when you have to leave for the school run, you know. I did say
0: to you the first couple of weeks, I might be a bit of an edgy mess. No,
1: what you said was, I'm going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be on it, on you all the time. Yeah. I'm not there, am I? No, you're not. You're not. But I, but I, I, I just want to know
0: what we're doing and when we're doing it.
1: Okay, but also we have to kind of feel our way into this because we are in a new routine. And here we are again with the
0: uh, of me being me and you being you. You're very chilled about it. It's calm. It'll all sort itself out. I'm like, I need to know now. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just you and me all over. It is. Yeah. It is. So that's where I'm at with my work-life balance. But I do have an amazing work-life balance. You do. And also you are
1: now no longer having a panic attack in Phoenix about the overwhelm.
0: Yes. Yes. So Towards the end, I did not have great work-life balance because as as we were getting much busier with this, it was taking over everything, which meant that I was just working all the time. Yeah. And that wasn't good. And then obviously I had my panic attack. So that was like, oh, okay, something needs to shift. And it did. Yeah. So now I'm sitting in the new shift. Yeah. Just kind of feeling my way out into how my everyday life is going to
1: look. But how does it feel to you if we think about those steps? If you like pause and think, and how are you feeling? Happy and content or resentful and angry? Like, how no, I you was feel? resentful and
0: angry before. Yeah. I'm not. I'm so ha- I said to Adam this morning, mm. I feel the happiest and most content I have ever felt. Mm. I just feel like everything's in place. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And I, Yeah,
1: I just smile a lot. Nice. And you? Well, I'll play you a little voice note of my, of sort of how the last few months have been going, because this isn't a sudden thing, is it? This is a sort of a more, uh, it's been a couple of months work in progress about how we're going to change things up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know we keep saying like how our week went, but it's not our week. It's like how our spring went, I guess. Summer. Well, mine was spring into summer. Go on. So I'm thinking about the steps that we're supposed to take when we're thinking about the work-life balance. The first one was pause. Consider what's going on for you. What's causing you stress or unhappiness? How is it affecting my work and my personal life? Well, I am back-to-back with clients. So I've just finished two births. I've still got two to go. I'm permanently on call. One baby is incredibly late. One baby came early. I I can't turn my phone off, really, for another (sighs) about three and a half weeks. That's 24-7. Now, I know I'm not at work 24-7, but there is a part of me emotionally that is there. So I'm going on to the second bit. Pay attention to your feelings. How are you feeling? Fulfilled and happy or angry and resentful? Well, right now, unfortunately, I'm feeling really resentful and really stressed. Uh, what needs to change. I just can't be on call like this all the time anymore. I am much older than when I started. I am more tired. This is too much for me. And I need to consider my alternatives and make changes. Well, Nicole and I have got a lot of big discussions coming up soon. So this really is the perfect time to do that. Check you out going through all the steps, you good girl. I've got another little voice note for you, which was think about four weeks later so the fourth birth is complete four babies here safe four mummies are fine my feeling when i'm taking a second to pause is relief that that's it that's all i'm feeling in my mind and my body knowing that my days can be planned and that i can go to bed at night knowing that i am not going to be called and have to get up and the chaos and the last minute having to sort everything out with my house and the kids and everything else is over. And it's a lovely feeling, but it doesn't feel like that's the right feeling that I should be having. Discuss. Relief. Yeah, but that's that's all.
0: That's a massive sign of where you want your energy to sit.
1: Yeah. Okay. I should be feeling like... Oh, should? What do you mean, should? Well, why should you be feeling a certain? Listen, normally I would be feeling. Oh, I'm really looking forward to the next client. You've moved on. Mm. You've moved on. It was just so much evolving, like a butterfly. It was so much. It was so much. So that kind of that was the end of June, and then I've had this whole summer with no clients and no births and no one call and then And how has it been? Amazing. Yeah, and yeah. then resolving everything with you and sorting out what we're gonna do and just that whole feeling of I know that on a Tuesday I'm here and I'm not gonna get a phone call and suddenly have to drop my whole life to be somewhere else. Lovely. It's been amazing. And um I also said to Ollie the other night, I said I haven't felt this satisfied and Happy about my work in over a decade. I just, oh. I yeah, I just feel like it's hit, it's just ticking all my boxes. You know, I'm writing, oh. I'm creating, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Does I'm, this mean we're in love? Yeah. <laughs> and then soon we're gonna get married, <laughs> but I don't want any more babies. Okay, Deal. Oh, Deal. I I don't think that's a problem. Oh yeah, probably not. <laughs> um. I just feel really, really like I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. You know? With balance. With beautiful seesaw balance. And creativity
0: and passion and hustle and drive and a bit of hard work. Well, a lot of hard work and all of it. Yeah. Should we summarize? Yeah.
1: So, what worked? the pause and the sitting to think how do i feel about all of this my work my life and the balance what am i feeling in my body about it and what's that telling me and if i'm feeling resentful and annoyed and overwhelmed this is a sign yeah hello please readdress this find your priorities change something up yes and that is what i did
0: yes I echo all of that.
1: What worked for you?
0: Exactly that. Just noticing. We're going back now, pre-summer, when I was feeling overwhelmed all the time. I was feeling resentment all the time. I was feeling stressed. If if a client would text me, even if it was a coaching client, mm. when I love coaching, mm. but because I was so burnt out in so many different so many different things, I, I just felt pissed off all the time. Yeah which is such a shame. It's just not, life is too short to be feeling pissed off all the time. Yeah, And removing the one thing that I knew that was causing a lot of time and energy has just, I feel like a different person.
2: Mm.
0: And I feel like I have a new lease for life. Nice. So I would say definitely that pause is imperative. Check in on yourself all the time, check in on how you're feeling mm. because it will never lie to you. You might not like the answer, mm but it will never lie. And I
1: really do think that bit is important about, don't wait for something major to happen. You know, I'm thinking about my friend who ended up having a a heart attack whilst away on a business trip. For her to realize, oh my God, I've been working too much, too hard, too long, and my body is now gone. Okay, here's a sign.
0: Well you I keep have to stop. Say, I keep
1: saying this to my husband
0: and he says to, he said to me today, well, What are you recording today? I said, Work Life Balance. He said, Oh, I should come on and talk about how not to do it. I yeah. said, yes. You. and so should my husband. Yeah. Mister. I've
1: just got a few emails to send at midnight. Yeah, I yeah. said you you would yeah. be the
0: expert of how not to but do this
1: it. But is, this is part and parcel also of the self-employment thing because all four of us are self-employed. We're yeah. all working for ourselves. So yeah. so the joy is when we don't have a boss, we don't have regular hours, we don't have anyone to report to, but the downside is you... Your as working my working day doesn't stop. As my husband says, you eat what you kill. So, you know, you, you have to track on because you're the one... But I, also,
0: but I also think when it's affecting your sleep or it's affecting your pain threshold or it's affecting how you're eating and looking after yourself and your enjoyment for life, like we said in the intro, mm. that is when it needs addressing.
1: But it's harder because if you if you have a boss you can go to or, or a manager above you, you can there are issues you can address and there are things you can change and you've got a system to do that with when you're self-employed, that that onus is on you to To recognise it and make the changes for yourself which yes. I think in a way is, it comes, is harder. It comes back to boundaries again. Yeah. So there's a lot in this depending yeah. on your employment status, right? Totally. Um, I want to talk about what didn't work. What didn't work is what you touched on earlier which is that however, whatever world we're living in yes, the majority of childcare and even parent care if you are sandwiched between two generations often falls to the women and Mm, that's just kind of still how it is. And that's tricky emotionally. It is. But I've seen a big shift from when
0: Daisy started school to now. So that's what, 10 years? Mm. That there are so many more men mm. at the school gates than there ever were yeah, 10 years there ago. Are. So that is definitely on the move. Mm. In a good, positive way. In a really way. good, positive yeah. way. Are we going to ask the big question? Is it coming in the club? <laughs> it's coming in the club we not have work-life Ops. balance in the club Ops, it's people coming in, the club. in our club to have a bit of leisure time and that'll be part of their balance absolutely I think it's a real real important topic me too we'll be back on Friday guys thank you so much for listening if you want to be in touch hello at selfcareclub.co.uk and we'll be talking more about work-life balance so please share any thoughts that you have with us on that email you can DM us at instagram at selfcareclubpod and we will speak to you then bye bye